Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Bless you and welcome to all those uh, listeners that are out there all over the world. Uh, we just want to thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Healing broadcast. Uh, for those of you that are hungering for more, uh, you can get into our VODs uh, at forerunner.com or else voiceofhealing.church. We're here at the uh, Reawakening Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. It's been a wonderful time. A lot of interviews that you've been listening to from all kinds of walks of Christian life, doctors, psychologists, people that are getting into the elections of America, what really happened. And so, you know, as we get get those words out, you know, it's our intention for people to wake up and see what's really happening, the age that we're really at, what we're really in, because, you know, too many people are just blowing this off as something that's happening, pandemic, coincidence, whatever. But in reality, we are stepping into the season of the kingdom, that 6,000-year period in which everything begins to change. You know, things the Lord was telling me before uh, this happened uh, are now coming to pass in a very strong and profound way. And so many uh, saints suffering around the world right now from what's going on and being deceived at a level that we have never seen before and we need to wake up to that. Amen. But I'm here with a good friend, hallelujah, that he came to my church years and years ago, about six, seven years ago, with a couple other friends. His name is Nathan French. And uh, when I first met him, I, I and he, he might not, I don't even think you know this, but when I first met you, I knew that the Lord was going to put you in the prophetic ministry, and uh, that's where you're at right now, right? Mm-hmm. Back then, you weren't well, you weren't in ministry as I at was, that point. I think I you? was just starting. Yeah, Amen. just starting. Maybe maybe I've been in it for a year or two, but I was just with Papa Gill, my friend, and yeah. he was coming to speak, and I just came with him just to hang out. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it was a pleasure to meet you. You were talking about entering in and living from inside the veil, and how do we get in and entering through Amen. Jesus? And I just thought it was it was fresh revelation from the Lord, so I had a good time. Yeah. yeah. And you, your, your church knows how to have fun. I mean, people are dancing. It's just like being in Israel. It Amen. reminded me of Israel. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a, that's actually a funny testimony because when I was younger, I would I would never dance in church, right? Mm-hmm. But when the Lord started calling me to be in the ministry, yeah, I was standing there in church one time watching everybody. And it was a dancing church, too, yeah. right? And the Lord spoke to me, said, "Why won't you dance?" I said, "Well, Lord, I don't dance, yeah, in, in church, right?" And the Lord spoke to me, and He said, "You danced in the nightclubs." 
<laughs> and then that's when I started dancing. And yeah. he told me later on, if you have a, if you're a dancer, you'll have a dancing church, Amen. right? And it's really, you know, a lot of things we, we as ministers got to watch out for is that we can be holding back the rest of the body if we ourselves aren't yeah. doing it. You know, Absolutely. if we're not givers, the, the body ain't won't be givers, right? So I <laughs> said, so, well, the bigger body, the bigger giver I am, the more the body will be given. That's so, right. So that's brother, right. How, now you're up in Seattle right now, yeah. right? What's, yeah. what's going on in Seattle? Um, you know, we, I'm leading a church called the Rock Revival Center. Amen. And our heart is just revival. The Lord Praise said the Lord. Uh, to announce that the third great awakening is here. Oh, uh, a lot of the nonsense we're seeing in the world is, yeah. is really evidence that the third great awakening is upon us. And the Amen. enemy, he knows his end. He's going to be completely defeated. Even though he's defeated in the natural, something in the spiritual is taking place where God's pouring the spirit out Praise on God. all flesh, like we read in Revelation. Amen. And I feel like that the Lord's saying, it's it's now, announce that it's now. Yeah. Keep announcing that it's now because people need to embrace the times. Yeah. And where we're at is this moment in history what we've all waited for. Amen. Like we were born to see a mighty move of God. I, I actually, two weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, amen. You yeah. know, being, coming, raised up Pentecostal, you just sort of like take that for granted, right? Oh, yeah. And the, the Lord even said to me, like, people like Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Schumer. Yeah. And, I, and then it, it hit me like, oh, my God, I'm not even understanding what's getting ready to happen. Yeah. Like when everybody's affected or infected yeah. with the Holy Spirit this time, <laughs> it's going to be like beyond... Anything that we've ever seen, yeah. the masses coming into Christ. Absolutely. Amen. And and most of the conflicts in the world that we're seeing all over the planet are between those filled with the Spirit of God and yielded and those not yet filled who haven't yeah. learned yet to yield. So the, the conflict is between yielded, believing believers yes. and those who don't yet know to believe. So I think the miraculous is starting to pour out in a whole new level yeah. where, where people are stepping into the presence or the glory, the manifest presence of God, and they're getting healed and yeah, realizing, man. oh my goodness, this is real. Yeah. And it's just sparking this revolution uh, for more of healing and miracles and signs and wonders that follow those who believe. Amen. You know, we, we've been sending out our, our ministry teams to do uh, to go in front of like Walmarts and stuff like that. And they've been coming back with these reports. We just started just a few months ago, and they're coming back with, we prayed for this person, they got healed, prayed for that person, they got healed. And they're so blown away that they prayed for somebody and they got healed. I said, this is what it's all about. It's normal. And yeah. It's normal, that's right. And, and it's something that I can see is also expanding right now. Yeah. Like, you're right. There's something shifting right now where the Lord's getting us ready. And I believe he's getting ready for us uh, to receive that glory that's coming. Absolutely. Well, and the miracles Amen. are really, it's like the, the dinner bell for salvation. It's Amen. like you see the miraculous, all of a sudden you realize God is real. And yes. some people just need an encounter, right? Yes. Not just, a, not just a teaching, but an encounter. And then all of a sudden the teaching that they've received comes alive. It's like, oh, wow, God is real. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still doing what he's always done. I, I think there's a lot of churches that are out there that have only gone as far as confession, and they really need to be dipped. Yeah. They really need to be baptized in the Spirit because they don't understand. They really have not had, like you said, that experience with Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and without that experience with Jesus, it is... It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what we're believing for. And I know Phoenix Amen. is pregnant for a massive move of God. We used to live Amen. here, and God pulled us out of the desert to go plant wow. a church in Washington. So we did what God said. We didn't want to, but we felt yeah. it was a good idea because he knows everything. And yeah. so we went there. We sold everything. 
And we wow. moved to Washington, moved in with my folks, and we were doing really well here. And then uh, I remember the Lord said, it's time uh, to, to plant a church that will be an equipping center. He said, the church is broken and is sick and it needs healing. Amen. And so I want to bring healing. So we started training and equipping and helping people understand how to move in the gifts Amen. and bear the fruit. Because when you operate in the gifts of the Spirit, then you can bear the fruit of the Spirit. But most people today, if you ask them, you know, uh, what's the Great Commission? Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> and then they say, you know, well, um, what, well, what are the gifts of the Spirit? You know, they don't, they can't mention the nine, sure. and, or they've been taught you only get one. And yeah. so they've been honing the one, yeah. but the one gifts, the one Holy Spirit, with, where all nine gifts are found as the Lord distributes according to how he wills. So yeah. sometimes people just need to get a revelation that well, all I, of them are available. You, you know, the early church fathers, Ignatius, uh, Origen talks about how that, you know, where the scripture says the Lord's given some to be apostles, prophets, teachers, preachers, and evangelists. So the church stops there and says, well, oh, you're a prophet, so that's your gift, right? But in reality, the early church believed that not only were we supposed to go through all the gifts, but all the ministries. So the fivefold ministry was created as a ladder for us to walk into the fivefold ministry of ascension. Yeah. Also, the um, you know the, the, all the giftings are there for all, us to walk in all of them. Yeah. So, like instead of honing in on that one, that one should be opening us up into others. You know. Amen. And and I think the Lord is going to start revealing that to the body more, so that people can really start stepping into you know, Lord, well, how do I get there? Yeah. How do I operate in that side? Amen. Amen. And then we've been taught in many circles that you only get you know one and so if you have this you don't have that but i like what you said you know yeah. you operate in what god's given you to do now and he says well done faithful servant you've been faithful Amen. with that now i can trust you with this and then boom and you go and he moves you up maybe he has you at first you're teaching something and you're uncomfortable you get but you face the fear and you train fear it's not your friend and yeah. pretty soon you're getting perfected in the love of the father and you're fearless and bold and shielded from the faith that comes by hearing Amen. and hearing by the word jesus Amen. Amen. The, the early church called it the charismata. The charismata. That's what they called it. The charismata, meaning it's it's the charismata of the spirit that opens up every gift to us. Amen. For us to flow in. They, in the early church, uh, for instance, like in, uh, it was about 2.30, they were talking about all the apostles. There was like 70 apostles in the church at 170, you know, AD and, and numerous amounts of prophets. So when people try to tell me there's no more apostles and prophets, you know, they went out in the first century, I said, well, how is it that almost at 200 AD, 260 AD, they had, had actually more prophets and apostles than they did at the time of Jesus? You know, the church was expanding in those gifts, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, that's why I love the early church. Yeah. Because they really, you know, it's one thing if we say it, it's another thing if they say, well, Jesus taught us this, yeah. and this is the way we're going to operate. Absolutely. You know? and, and, I, and I really feel most of the problems we have in the body right now, which is immense, when you see what COVID exposed, right? Yeah. Then you see that God, the Lord's bringing back the early church. He's bringing back that mentality. Go back to what you once knew, Jesus Absolutely. said. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Amen. 
And but, I, but I love people that, that operate and, and see into the realm of the spirit. Amen. And, and be being filled is a big deal because it's yeah. continually fill up on and just not, not just one time. get a little nibble once a week on Sunday, but live Jesus every day Amen. and be continually filled up. And like Jesus said, I'm doing the will of the Father. I only do what I see him do. I, I you know, he listens to what he's saying. And that's our example. Amen. Yeah. So I tell people like every day, talk to God all day long. It's fun. He'll tell you stuff that you never even, you know, Amen. thought of man. He says, go here, do this, sit down, wait, you know, go. And those little instructions are for our safety, but Amen. also to, to get us into a position of his favor is when you respond, you yeah. see incredible things. Well, you know, a while back when I first started moving in the ministry, the Lord gave me the, a lot of scriptures in the New Testament where it talks about the water, uh, the, the anointing being on us and then the anointing being in us. Mm -hmm. And I really realized at that point, I said, well, if I go out in the rain and there's water on me, if I get out of the rain, it'll eventually dry. But if the rain gets in me, it'll stay there. It'll yeah. distribute through the rest of my body, right? Yeah, yeah. And I knew what the Lord was saying. He said, there, there's times that you gotta get beyond just that external anointing, and you gotta make that become an internal anointing. It's gotta abide with you, amen. Yeah. amen. It's gotta be ever growing. Yeah. So uh, again, being a being the temple, yeah. So, well, Lord, where's my holy of holies? You know, he said, it's your mind. Yeah. And as Amen. I studied out the early church, guess where it was? The mind. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the way we think. It's the way we understand. And it's really going back to that that heart that that loves the things and the purity of of the word. Uh, I, I was reading this morning where uh, Origen was talking about being filled up with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That every every time we hear the word of God, Jesus fills us up with Him. And I was like, wow, what a what a concept, you know, yeah. to be filled with Jesus. Amen. Amen. So yeah, yeah. so feed, feed on the scriptures. <laughs> That's like feed on the word of God and, yeah. and listen to the word Jesus because he's alive. Amen. You know? yeah, so he, we need to talk to him as we read what he said, get a revelation about what he wants because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is living and active, brother. Yeah. So, then, so tell me now. As you moved up to Washington, what part of yeah. Washington are you in? Uh, well, we're in the Seattle area. I see Seattle. that most people don't know Tacoma, but yeah. we planted a church. Uh, we're from Gig Harbor, which is like a little boating town surrounded yeah. by water. Um, and across the big Narrows Bridge, the famous Galloping Gertie yeah. uh, that came down um, by the power of sound, actually. Did you know mm. the story about the bridge? It just came down because the wind right. blew through those big cords. Okay. And all of a sudden, it began to gallop and it blew apart. So they built it back bigger and stronger and now there's two bridges um, but the idea is that our vocal cords you know speak and things yeah. take shape and Amen. the Lord's speaking to me about like when you blow into the hole of a guitar it makes yes. a reverberation sound so in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God and nothing was made then he spoke and said Amen. let there be so the sound the power of sound and then Jesus is like now you do it you know the, so now you do it what you speak right life and death are in the power of the tongue so anyway we're there um, in the north end of Tacoma, Washington, the city of destiny. Mm. And uh, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, we're training, we're equipping and just raising up people to send them into the nations. Amen. And as a result, the nations are coming into us. Uh, and so my favorite thing is to just follow the spirit. We have leaders in place. So I, I, I'm free to travel wow. and uh, follow the follow the Lord. So Amen. Well, yeah, there's, was there any, by any chance, did the... Any of the John G. Lake prophecies have any effect on you moving in there? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the healing and, rooms and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're seeing a healing movement. 
And yeah. what's happening is people are coming from all walks of life, many churches that are not allowing for the movement and the activity of the Holy Spirit, which is yeah. odd, but they've just not been trained. Sometimes they're doing it on purpose, but in, for the most part, I think people just need to know how to trust God in such a way where they can flow, which takes intimacy. And sure. so anyway, uh, we, we do events called Awaken the Planet. And Awaken the Planet is is really unity for the purpose of impacting Amen. the harvest. So we come together, we bring all the pastors and the ministry leaders and apostolic fathers and everybody comes together and we lift up Jesus Praise and we shelve the egos and the logos and we say, Jesus, Amen. have your way in our midst. And we're seeing healings, miracles, salvations, uh, baptisms. Uh, so Amen. we rent out the stadiums and we do it once a year. Uh, nice. So anyway, we're going to be launching uh, Awaken the Planet Phoenix, okay. and then we're going to do Awaken the Planet Brazil and Awaken the Planet Asia. So we're doing these wow. big stadium events. And so it's exciting. Like, I feel like the harvest is really, really plentiful. Amen. Some people don't necessarily want to come into a church, but sure. when, when the church goes outside the four walls and begins to bring the true gospel, that's when people start wanting to come to church. Amen. Well, actually, the Lord told me not to buy it. You know, we, we were looking for a building to do our productions and stuff in. Looks that don't buy a church because people think when they look at a church they think religion so but when they see a building or a manufacturing building they go, oh this is different let's go there let's see what this is all about right and so uh you know some people can be turned off when you mention jesus depending on what their denomination yeah what experience they have that's what they think yeah and they come in and look at you and they go well i'm not used to this you yeah know? People are dancing everywhere, right? And screaming Jesus. Wait, they're having and, fun. Is that okay? Yeah, is this fun in church? Are you allowed to do that? Hey, they're laughing. Blasphemy. There's joy. What's going on? <laughs> they got instruments. You can't use instruments. I was I was in a church. I said uh, it was a brother in church. They say that they, you know they didn't believe in musical instruments. That they were the devil. Yeah. And I was like, David played the harp. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, yeah, and the, make a joyful noise. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. you know the priest. I tell people this all the time when you get in a spiritual battle, right? The high priest would first send out worshipers. Uh, the worshipers. They go and dance on the battlefield in Absolutely. front of the enemy. And then the prophets would come out after them. Yeah. When the heavens were open, start prophesying what was going to happen yep. to the enemies of Israel. Yeah. And then the generals would come in, the apostles, and they would win the war. Yeah. I said it's a spiritual picture mm -hmm. of the way the church is supposed to be doing war. But yeah. if we don't have the intercessors, if we don't have the prophetic, we don't have the apostolic. You know, the early church taught if there was no apostles in the church, there would be no, it's no church. It's not a real church. Because the apostles and prophets are the foundation. Exactly. You started with that. Ephesians yeah. 3. And yeah. so, uh, you know, and they said the apostles and our prophets would be here all the way to the second coming. Yeah. So, you know, some of our theologies, we got to bow to what the early church believes. So uh, it, it's crazy, but I see it working. I see people Amen. healed. I see cancers fall off people, you yeah, know, the things yeah. the Lord said he would do. I don't even... I just preach and stuff happens, you know. Amen. I don't even lay hands on people anymore. Yeah, you it's met, just you the know, Lord. Do, uh, the the Ryan, Lord just does it. You remember Reinhard Bonnke, yeah. the great evangelist? Sure. Yeah. But I had a chance to go and and be with their team in while he was still here, and uh, uh, he taught us some things like. You don't have to defend the lion. Just let him out of the cage, you know. And he would say these little sayings that just stuck with us, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said, God will do whatever you preach him to do. He will be what you preach him to Amen. be. And he said, if you preach him as healer, he shall heal. If you, you know, deliver, he delivers. You know, and so I realized if I just would proclaim him to be savior, that yeah. he would save. That he, if I said, Jesus, 
Jesus heals, then Amen. the people start getting healed, you know? You know, so amazing. I'll I, I tell you a little testimony. I was in a, in a church, <laughs> big church, actually 5,000 people, right? Yeah. In, uh, in Australia, in Sydney. And it was a it was a church that did not believe their denomination didn't believe in healing, didn't yeah. believe in the prophetic, didn't believe in speaking in tongues. You know, they didn't believe in a lot of different things, right? Well, before I went into that church, the pastor that got me into it told me it was a Pentecostal church. So I was like, okay, all right, so I can just, you know, pull my Pentecostal Trump card and let it rip, right? And so I get in and I'm pretty they bring a guy in that was dying of cancer. They only had a few days to live, had stomach cancer. Like, he, this guy was on the verge of splitting wide open in the center, right? Just put him up in the front row. People were coming into the meetings from all over Australia. And so I'm preaching about the power of God, the manifestation of the kingdom, signs, wonders, and people are getting healed. People are getting transformed, right? So, I, you know, I asked if anybody wanted prayer. Next thing I know, there was a line from the altar down to the back of the church, out the back door, all the way down to the gymnasium, right? And around the gymnasium. So I started going, I'm praying for people. It's a Korean church. So I have a guy interpreting for me. And I lay hands on somebody, boom, he goes, he's speaking in tongues. Okay, boom, lay, fall over. He's spe she's speaking in tongues. He's speaking in tongues. They're speaking in tongues. They're, the whole way, all the way. And I, and I finally looked at my interpreter. And I said, hey, his name was Danny. I said, Danny, what's going on? I said, why do you keep telling me these people are all speaking in tongues? He goes, this is a this is a Protestant church. They don't believe in it. Oh, it's a Protestant <laughs> church. So it wasn't a Pentecostal. No. You had the P, right? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody got baptized. And That's then funny. when I, I, I came back to the inside and people were running after they got slain in the spirit, they're running to get back in line. And I go, what? I don't want to be praying for these people all night long. Man, I'm going to like 600, you know, all these people here, 600 people just in line here. Yeah. And they were going, yeah, but they never got slain by the Spirit. They never felt God's presence. So I stayed in the middle of the night praying for people just because they wanted a, a touch from God, something they'd never experienced. But the pastor actually be, you know, became a friend of mine. And I so I, he would ask to meet with me and get, ask for a direction, right? And he, goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, everybody, the whole church is speaking in tongues. And I said, well, how's that going with your denomination? And he goes, well, I think we're going to be leaving them. You know, they, they don't want to do that no more. And I go, well, how are you handling that? He goes, I meet with the people that aren't speaking in tongues. Go, well, the majority of the church now is speaking in tongues, right? So when, when everybody starts praying in tongues, we just go back and turn the lights off. And I go, you mean, yeah. He goes, we just speak in tongues in the dark. <laughs> It was the funniest thing how they handled it so people couldn't look at each other, right? So, but anyway, I mean, that, that church exploded in the things of the Spirit of God. Well, and the it was the one gift of, the, of tongues is just that. It's a gift. And people amen. say, well, but there's false tongues. And how do you know? It's like, well, if, if there's an authentic, let's focus on the authentic and yeah. not make the fact that the devil tries to duplicate or counterfeit the real with the artificial. And let's not make, make that the whole uh, thinking. You know, it's like yeah. Jesus wants people to speak in tongues. I ask people, like, well, do you speak in tongues? And sometimes they'll say, uh, well, no, or I don't see why I need it. But it's like, well, if it's from God, why wouldn't you want it is the better question. So if, if it's available, you want everything God can can lock, sure. unlock. Well, there, there, there are also, you know, people will ask, well, they'll say, well, isn't that the language, other languages too? I said, sure. I mean, speaking in whatever, Chinese, uh, I've seen that happen too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a language, there's a new one coming that, it goes beyond the Pentecostal speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. 
Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. It's called, it's called the apostolic tongue or the apostolic language. The early church had it. Amen. Well, and, we, and just, call, we agree with that, Lord. We receive it. <laughs> they, they said that there was a language that the apostles spoke, yeah. which was the mysteries of the kingdom. That was their language. Amen. So when it, when it also, when you're talking in 1 Corinthians, when it talks about speaking, Paul says, when I speak in a tongue, I speak a mystery, or I speak a language of mysteries, yeah. which the early church called the apostolic tongue. And he and said, I, I wish you all would speak in tongues. I wish you all would prophesy. prophesy. It, the it was like he was saying it's things. available. He wouldn't have said, exactly. you know, I wish you all would do it if it wasn't available to us. So I think the people just need to know, not only is it available, but God's willing to release it if you're hungry and want it I, well, and I think, see I think the value of receiving it. It's more like, you know, uh, at Isuzu Street, when these things started being taught by Brother Seymour and Brother Parham, people had to understand it. When they understood it, then they could then receive, they can it. receive it. I agree. Yes. And, yeah. and so I think right now the Lord's raising up those trumpets that will release it. And those that are hungry for it will see the importance and they'll ask for that gift because yeah. really that leads into the kingdom. Yeah. You know, cause the kingdom, when you, when you start, every kingdom needs a, 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 a president, a dictator, whatever. Right. And to the early church, those were the high priest or the apostles. Yeah. So they see no difference between the high priesthood and the apostles. So. And Jesus yeah. is the chief apostle. Exactly. The chief cornerstone. So, the builders rejected, but he's the chief. <laughs> so, so there was always a handing down. Yeah. So like yeah. It, you know, the early church said, well, without the apostles, there's no church, right? Oh, yeah. So there was an order. I think that order has to get back to its fullness for everything that the Lord's getting ready to do next. Like yeah. we're talking about this last move. Uh, I've been listening. I, I actually been talking to a lot of prophetic voices. Ken Christmas, these guys. He he just recently said that we're, we're, it's going to come this year. The kingdom's going to start. So oh, yeah. when you understand how the early church viewed that, I think we got to understand that too. Yeah. Because the Lord's just not going to, you know, <laughs> let anybody play with this kind of power. You know? <laughs> yeah, and the Lord is restoring right now the, the fivefold ministry. He in the need for that. It's like you know, everybody plays a Heart. In the past, though, people would say, well, wait a minute, if you're an apostle and I'm just a teacher, are you better than me? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that, it's just that we have to operate in our function. Sure. If the Lord says start a church, it's the work of the apostle. You know, the apostle's foundational touches all the other offices. Mm-hmm. But then you got the prophet points the way the Lord usually has a better ear for God. The evangelist, the tallest finger, kind of goes after the masses and has a passion and a heart to see everybody get saved. I uh, can't stop thinking about salvation, the greatest miracle. And then the covenant pastors. We need pastors who will sit with the sheep, develop them, protect them, provide for them, and then the teachers. So we need all these five pieces in order to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry so we can mature in the faith. Amen. Amen. That's, that's yeah. what I love about you, brother. The, the apostolic grace is clear. You're amazing. I mean, yeah, we love you. you. We love brother. what you're doing for Jesus <laughs> and the ministry, and, and we just pray blessings, favor. Well, well Nathan, I honestly... 
We need some more apostles. Come on, brother. <laughs> you make the job a lot. You know, how do you run a country without a president, right? Exactly. So. Well, the, so, the rightful president. The Lord spoke to me this about President Trump. I met him on my birthday. Oh, nice. I asked God, I said, for my birthday this year, uh, could you introduce me to President Trump and Melania? And the Lord says, yeah, I'll set it up. So he says, go to D.C. Well, it wasn't to go meet the president. It was just to go for an event. And yeah. I was there in my hotel room. God says, go downstairs right now. Put on your shoes. I obeyed the Lord. I went downstairs to the diner and some guys some leader in in the political world uh, mm. saw me and invited me to have breakfast with him yeah. so I'm sitting there at breakfast somebody walks by get a word of knowledge uh, you know back pain neck pain I said ma'am do you have a problem with your neck and your back and she's like how did you know that and I yeah. said well Jesus heals today and he loves you and he lives in me by the Holy Spirit I feel Amen. like he said pray for you and she gets healed neck pain goes and back pain goes she goes tells her friends now there's a line of people like nine people at my table <laughs> And God starts and healing everybody. And I just met this man. He's like, is this normal for you? He says, I'm Baptist. I've never seen this before. I go, yeah, it's in the Bible, man. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom, you know, miracles, Amen. healings that follow. And, and he's like, wow. He goes, you know, my daughter's an intern for President Trump. Next wow. thing you know, I'm getting invited in. It happens to be October 27th on my birthday. And Amen. President Trump comes over at the White House, fist bumps me and Melania yeah. is so beautiful. And I'm like, I prophesy over him. You're going to win big. You're going to win big. And then I'm thinking, oh my goodness, it doesn't look like he's won, Lord. And yeah. the Lord says, no, he won big, just like oh, yeah. he prophesied. Oh. He's like, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, you know, because he knew they were going to try to steal it. But here's yeah. the thing. The Lord said, if your daughter, if she cheats on the, on the family board game, yeah. would you declare the known cheater the winner? And I go, well, no. He yeah. goes, why not? And I said, because if she cheated, she'd be disqualified from the win. Sure. And he says, so is the current administration disqualified. That's why there's not a grace. We yeah. need the anointing in the office. And the Lord's going to restore that even now as President Trump's getting ready to speak here in Phoenix, Arizona Amen. today in Florence. So it's going to be powerful. So, so saying that, I mean, I've talked to so many guys that have worked in the the uh, Maricopa audits, women that worked in it, and they're saying, no doubt, Trump won Maricopa. Yeah, which absolutely. Meant he, he, meant, he won Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. That's just this county. That's Imagine right. everywhere else, right? And we're starting to see the same numbers yeah. coming out of Georgia and different places, yes. right? But the, the, the news is hiding it. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why CNN lost ninety percent of their viewership. Ninety. Uh -huh. That's right. Is that crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Joe Rogan has, is is his program is viewed uh, uh, fifteen times higher than CNN. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because yeah. I believe you're right. I believe a lot of pro prophetic people got it. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to them about that, and the, and I do believe Trump won without a I don't yeah. believe I, I, without a doubt. Yeah. Do you believe because of what happened then that there's going to be another term that the Lord's going to open up? Like you talk oh, about sure. uh, Kent, uh, what was his name? Uh, Kim Clement. Kim Clement. Yeah. Kim Clement bringing that up. He prophesied uh, that you know he terms. was going to win and he'd go yeah. two terms. I 100% believe that not only did he win the second time, yep. but he will rightfully be restored back to the position to finish, like Nehemiah, the wall. Because okay. God wants the wall. It's just like people need to enter legally. If anybody yeah. who comes in another way is a thief and a robber, according to the scripture. So yeah. we need people who will enter according to the, the government plan that, that's God's government. Because it has to be God's government, God's kingdom first, as he taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. So Trump will be coming back in to finish what he began, even though there was a period, I believe he didn't
didn't want to come back in because sure. they were undermining and undoing ridiculous. all that he had established, which could be disheartening. But yeah. you heard Eric Trump last night, right? Yeah. And sharing about how he's going to be stepping in and doing some things. And that was a big announcement, by the way, here yesterday. So, you know, today's going to be very significant. I believe Trump's going to say some things he's never said before uh-huh. in Florence. Um, I'm excited to go over today. And then I'm flying to speak at our state capitol at a big rally in Washington nice. uh, t- tonight or tomorrow. And so I'm just excited because there's a spiritual awakening that's taking place and I think a lot of people are feeling it but they're just not sure what to do um, but if you can be a part of things that God is doing and just yeah. ask God what what part do I play what role do I play maybe it's prayer maybe it's to come alongside to support yeah. a vision uh, or, or just to get instruction from the Holy Ghost so we can work together because he's restoring the net right now so that the networking causes the net to work he showed me he's mending the breaches in relational connectivity among the people he wants us to run with so that we can bring in together a massive catch for the king. And Nathan, I believe you're right there also. I believe we're right on that verge of uh, this outpouring hitting us in in such a tremendous way. Let me ask you this. Midterms that are coming up here in a few months, has the Lord spoken to you anything about the midterms? He hasn't been speaking to me so much uh, about the upcoming election, um, but I just know that right now he's, he's restoring the integrity of the of the flawed system mm-hmm. there's some people who have manipulated oh, uh, yeah. the system and he's exposing that he, he told me to announce on elijah list elijah streams he said announce um that for people to get right before i shine the light and i yeah. saw jesus holding a light and he was about ready to flick on the switch and shine into some of the dark places so he's dealing with hidden sin in the church and leaders that have gotten into sin and he's trying to get them to come out of darkness into the light and to not abandon their first love. And so right now in the government mountain, he's shaking what needs to be shaken so that only unshakable things can remain. Those who are resisting the movement activity of the will and the Holy Spirit are being taken out of place, taken out of office, and he's about to adjust the whole mountain in the government to establish his kingdom. You know, the early church, their eschatology on end time events was that only the remnant would come out of the church and be used for the final move of God, whereas the religious systems would be cut off. And they, they would be removed. Christians that basically many shall come in that day, say, Lord, Lord, I don't know you, right? And uh, cut out the outer court, the book of Revelation says, right? And it's funny you're saying this because the Lord has been speaking to me. I'm getting ready to remove the dead the dead yeah. system. And dead branches, yes. he's clipping them. And he wants us to bear more fruit. Exactly. And, uh, and so, I think there's, there's, go ahead. So, but as that remnant is coming in, Right, what what is false? What is a lie? What is which it's has being been exposed? Really ex- it's, it's, it's being for exposed. COVID, COVID has exposed it. COVID was used for the good. Yeah. All things work together for the good. Well, what's the good? He was removing lampstands of the lukewarm, milk toast, watered down, seeker sensitive, exactly. fill in the blank, cookie cutter messages. And now he's like, hey, I want you to just speak as though you're speaking the very oracles of God. Don't worry mm-hmm. about what you will say, Pastor. Don't worry about what you will say, Leader. You Amen. know, just speak what I'm telling you, and then the living water will flow. I, I, I believe that as the Lord is doing that, and we're getting ready to see that breakaway happen now. Obviously, you know, the old's always attacked anew, but according to the early church fathers, you know, they're going to get, they're just going to be got rid of, you know, I don't know how, but whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? It's those that are hurting the church more than expanding it, right? Always attack and attack, attack, right? Mm -hmm. But with that, I also see 
I believe there's coming a big change in the midterms, government-wise. I believe the government is going to start following suit of what the Lord is now going to do in his kingdom and actually eventually completely uh, submit itself I agree. to the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and we're going to watch this. You and I are going to see this. You know, Paul said, I'm a man born at the wrong time. <laughs> and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he's seen Jesus, and he said, I'm born at the wrong time. Well, what time did he want to be born? Probably the greatest awakening, right the now. biggest move of the Spirit. Right? Yeah. The book of Joel, right, it says, it talks about the end-time army. It says, there's never been anything like him before, and there will never be anything like them again. Mm. So if there's never been anything like him before, that means that Adam, when he was created in the glory of God, before he fell, mm-hmm. not even he was not close to what's coming. Absolutely. And this this is what the early church talked about, men walking in the glory on the earth. Mm. And I believe, brother, we're getting ready to see that. I believe Amen. the Lord's pre- prepping you, your ministry, your people, and, and pulling many together to start hauling in this this har- final harvest. Amen. Amen. Yeah, last night we <laughs> last night we, we had a gathering uh, at the Marriott Hotel, and I launched uh, the, and announced the vision for our stadium event that we're planning here in Phoenix. Amen. And I said, you know, it's going to be called Awaken the Planet Phoenix, even though it's all the metropolitan cities we're believing God for a move of God mm. and to help fan the flame and help build up the local church. And so we want to see all these people not just come in and get saved, healed and delivered, um, but we want to see the local church be built up. So the plan is that we'll have an event, God commands a blessing on the unity, and then all those local pastors will be the ones who respond to the invitation of salvation Mm. and will individually pray, lay hands on all those people, and then they can fill out cards, decision cards, and then they can begin to receive those people Mm. into the local church. Uh, uh, Reinhard Bunke told us an evangelism campaign that does not build the church is a wasted effort. He saw the most valuable portion was that these people not just say a prayer, but get into a system uh, where they can learn, grow, develop, and be discipled for Jesus. And so that's what we're believing for, for Phoenix. I know it's going to happen in a profound way. There's been many wonderful efforts. Um, This church, even where where we're at right now, um, under the leadership of Tommy Barnett, this has been an incredible light uh, from LA all the way around this whole valley. A lot mm. of deep history and heritage here. Um, my friend Saeed, who leads the prayer uh, movement next door, mm. has just been a tremendous support to the success of this work uh, of the kingdom here for the Phoenix area. So anyway, Amen. really excited about what God will do. I'm excited well, about you, buddy. I got to come visit your church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We got to get together. Amen. Well, we want to bless all our listeners out there. Again, we're here with David French. Hey, David. All right, Nathan. David. Nathan. <laughs> I don't know where I did. The David restoration from, of the tabernacle of David. That's <laughs> the assignment. That's why you Hallelujah. said Hallelujah. Yeah. So, so, Nathan, if people want to get in contact with you, get a hold of your ministry, how do they reach out? And, yeah, uh, it's uh, awakentheplanet.com. 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 Amen. Or nathanfrenchministries.com. Amen. And thank you, all of our friends and partners who have been making this possible. Uh, we love you and God bless you. Well, David, he's out there making the tabernacle and Nathan. Using, using the name Nathan. <laughs> and uh, I just love this. Brother. He, got so all, he, he got that heart of the child. Amen. David. Nathan, thank you for coming on and uh, being with us today. And for all those of you that are out there that, again, please get a, in contact with this brother. Uh, just a blessing. And uh, if you need any information or anything for the ministry, prayer, please give us a call. Get onto our websites. And uh, we have people there waiting online to uh, talk to you, to just to help you through. Remember, you know, if you don't reach out, 
Hallelujah. There's nobody. There's not going to be anybody out there that's going to be able to take you by the hand and help you get that what you need. We're very, very much an outreach ministry, and 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 we can't find you unless you reach out to us. May God bless you, and hopefully we'll hear be hearing from you soon. Voice of Healing Radio. Thank you, brother. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.